0: Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glynn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories insights and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing the journey to unstoppable with me, so let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to episode 38. This week's episode, Bringing Heart to the Boardroom, is with my beautiful guest, Samantha McGolrick. Sam is a Canadian who ventured over to Australia over 20 years ago. She is a professional health and safety consultant and educator whose niche is in educating and supporting board members in their effective governance and leadership of culture and systems change so that board members can use their influence to create spaces where people leave work in a better condition than when they arrived and to create a legacy that they can be proud of. I first met Sam a couple of years ago. We were introduced via a mutual friend on LinkedIn. And whilst I have never met her physically in person, I feel like we are kindred, kindred spirits. From the first moment I spoke to her, I just knew she was my kind of human incredibly heart-centered, open, warm, and has just an attitude of possibility and care for creating change that matters. In this episode, she talks about her passion for bringing heart to the boardroom and why it is so important for us to find our values, speak our truth, and ultimately see barriers as opportunities. I got so many nuggets of wisdom from this episode, and I have no doubt that you will too. So without further ado, let's get into it and meet Sam McGolrick. Hey, Sam. So lovely to have you on this episode of Unstoppable Woman. Thank you so much for saying yes to being my guest today.
1: like seriously, thank you for having me on here. I'm happy to contribute to what you're doing for women this is really uh, an inspiring podcast thanks oh, for having me thank
0: you so I've already just shared your bio that's given my audience a little bit of an understanding about you but I'd actually love to hear about you in your own words start <laughs> wherever you would like and please mm. share personally and professionally what do we need to know about Sam
1: mm. I thought about this because, uh, you know, I've listened to your other podcasts and I thought, where does my journey yeah, start? And I thought I could start with professional, but I think it's really important to show kind of where I come from personally, because um, I think it frames a lot of who I am now. Um, you know, I, I think it, for me, it starts with I was I graduated from high school. I didn't have the grades to go into university at the time and for all of those you're going to love this for all of those who don't uh, have the, the we have the, called the GPA I don't know what it is uh, even here um, but uh, it's the HSC, industry, HSC yeah. score yeah, yeah that's right sorry it's yes, a score like we said so we had the grade point average okay and so I decided I wanted to go traveling and that To me was this kind of opening of my eyes to you know right different cultures to people's different perspectives i realized that i am extremely an extremely curious person it's one of my character strengths curiosity is something i think is really important um helps me you know uh find empathy um helps me uh grow in terms of my, my my perspective and wisdom on things so yeah, I went traveling to Europe for a year, as you do. (laughs) Um, I worked in Scotland for six months, I I I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the UK. Um, I came home and I was like, nah, not ready to uh, settle into a job yet. Not ready to look at university. Um, And so I went away again, and I decided to come to Australia. And Within a month, I I met my husband and uh, we were dating for about a year here and I was uh, working, um, you know, as that that, uh, working holiday visa. And then I went over to New Zealand and spent some time there. So really a lot of traveling. And by the time I was about 29, I think it was, uh, maybe 28, I went to university.
0: And I have to say,
1: (laughs) for anybody that's going to go back to um, school or has not gone to university out of high school, I was the best thing I could have done. I was so much more engaged in university than I would have been had I started then. And I must say, when you are the mature age student, um, get ready for everybody wanting to be in your group because you're the one that actually does the work.
0: While they're partying
1: <laughs> I was uh, I was always wondering like why is everybody oh no we'll get into Sam's group right she'll, she'll she's done the reading she's done this so that that was interesting I was flabbergasted how no one could read the uh the course material
0: before oh, we. Can... funny so true though but, you, but you've made a decision to go back because you've got clarity about what you want for yourself whereas yeah going to university straight out of school, it's kind of just like, okay, here's the next box to tick. tick. I suppose I bet I better get on with this. I yeah. certainly didn't feel as connected to my university degree going straight into it from, from college. So I, I wholeheartedly hear you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was engaged again, like my, my mind was more open to what I wanted to, to learn there. Um, things, you know, I didn't get the differences, though, I don't get involved in a lot of the um, I guess groups, maybe at uni because I'm having to work a job probably at the same time Well, it was so that that was that's different. But um, that's really one of my big learnings is that, you know, don't don't have to follow the prescriptive path, go out, um, you know, I, I traveled, came back, went to uni and it was much more rewarding for me, at least. And then I went to, after I graduated, I went to, um, applied for a job, actually applied for many jobs. And as a graduate that was 30 years old, that ain't happening that easily. So it's, I, a lot of people were like, nah, got a lot of pushback there, but got a job as a PA at Deloitte. Mm. Start of my professional career. Um, but... I didn't, it didn't work out for me as a PA another lesson learned within that probation period. I was told, no, nah, this isn't working out, not meant to be a PA. That's okay. But then I went, uh, this was a lesson for me. I took what I was really passionate. I knew that going in there anyway, that I wasn't going to be, didn't want to be a PA. I was going in there to go into their environment and sustainability team. Cause that's what I was now passionate about after uh uni. And so, um, I went to the head of the division, basically the boss who wasn't going to keep me on. I went to his boss and said, look, you're really passionate about environment. I'm passionate about environment. It hasn't worked out over here. I would really like if you could offer me an opportunity somewhere else in this team. And he's like, you know what, Sam, I love your tenacity. Yep. I want to find you a position. And that was for me, this kind of moment of realizing, tell people what you want, Mm -hmm. you know, I had pushback when I was a waitress when I was younger, well before the the, the, the um, traveling. I'm working, you know, I'm going to high school, I'm waitressing. Or I'm sorry, I'm not waitressing. I want to be a waitress. That's the next step up from um, the, the the waiter assistance. You know, I'm yes. bussing tables, right? And I remember my, my friend came on and she got moved up quicker than me. And I had, I've been there for like a year or two before her. And I came to my boss and I said, why did such and such get this job? You know that I want to to be that. Like I've been here longer than her. She said, I didn't know that you wanted that role, Sam. And I was like, what? like how did you not know? Well, you never, you never talked about it. And it comes back, Glenn, I think to really when I was doing a bit of soul searching for what I wanted to, to really relay to your audience, it was, you know, finding your value, really understanding where I have value, not linking that to certain things that we can talk about, but finding internally what the, the, the kind of path or the, 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 um, what I want to offer this world and where I have strengths, because I see a lot of women don't have that. And they're, they're trying to find that. And when they're saying, Oh, I don't know if I can go for that role. That's a lot to do. We're not seeing that I have this, I have value that I can bring to this, this, this role. And another thing was tell people what you want. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did at that job. I went to that boss um in the Deloitte and I got the role. And anyway, there was nothing there in, in the environment team at the time. Go figure. It's probably now flourishing right now, but
0: that oh, was you I know. can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. ESG
0: is probably on yeah. every company's radar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it was like, oh no, we were
1: talking, we, you know, no carbon footprinting and stuff like that was just like very uh low I guess on the list and not much work but health and safety team had a lot of work so Mm. the manager on that team said Sam you can work for me like that's great um I I I could use you and then I fell into being a health and safety professional
0: yeah wow
1: yeah that's so that's a bit of a story
0: about I love that (laughs) and in terms of the the commitment to ask for what you wanted was it that lesson that you got from that waitressing role that helped you recognize that okay at this point in deloitte whilst i've joined as a pa and it's not worked out that i need to have the courage to ask what i want had you connected the dots at that point to what you needed to do
1: no no i think it resonated with me i think mm-hmm. it was something i was really hurt with at the time i thought it was un- uh, unfair um that this person had moved up before me and when i so i guess when i when i took that position to go ask for it uh I guess when I've got the frame of mind to say I'm going to go ask for it yeah Yeah, no I hadn't connected the dots Mm. but clearly Trish that manager back at the the boathouse had stuck with me and that's I think such a it's another point I wanted to make speak your truth speak Mm -hmm. honestly having difficult conversations with are difficult but you know finding a way to connect with people and speak your truth yeah be honest um she was honest with me yeah. and yeah it hurt at the time but it stuck with it it, it stuck <laughs> yeah
0: well it's, it's it's powerful though isn't it and I yeah. think you've already demonstrated through your initial journey of choosing your own path and not doing what conventionally people do straight out of school to to, to university and to choose the adventure of travel to explore different countries to live in different countries to then meet your husband Mm. in Australia and, and then have a new experience traveling to New Zealand and then going back to go okay what am I going to do at a much later age and yes there is benefits from you having greater clarity about who you are at that point in time and therefore you are more committed and I can see why your fellow uni mates would want to be in your (laughs) group at that point. This is great. It takes, it takes, it takes a level of will, doesn't it to choose a path that's not conventional where there is the opportunity for the culture around you to say, what are you doing you're making a mistake here and especially when you're then trying to find a job at age mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. out of yeah. university and yeah. you're clear and you're experienced but there's this sense of well hold on a minute you're behind uh-huh. because you're you didn't come out of university at the age of 21 like everyone else okay. did and now you're yeah you're behind the curve that culture is dictating yeah. as opposed to what so true. what skills has this person gained yeah. from doing things unconventionally from the curiosity that you mentioned the mm-hmm. opportunity to empathize not only with the environment around you but the different cultures you'd have experienced through your travels yeah. and all of that learning yeah. so where do you think that will came from that that ability to be unconventional and challenge challenge what was the, oh, norm. Like the status quo sort yeah of you know, Glenn, we talked a little
1: briefly about um, when when you see, maybe it's a little bit about seeing barriers as opportunities. You know, I I couldn't get into uni. That's the, the bottom line is it's you know even if I wanted to, I didn't have the grades. So, and we've been talking a little bit about other challenges that have put up barriers to me and maybe to see those as opportunities for me to grow in a different way. Or for me, I think a lot about, um, I work a lot on personal growth and, and I, particularly going through uh, a lot of challenges right now with our family who's experienced a, um, my, our grandfather passed away uh, or my, my husband's grandfather passed away. And it's, it, it's caused interesting dynamics in our family um, that we never would have um, foreseen. Mm-hmm. And, it takes a lot to t- try to understand people's perspectives, yeah. to then learn where they're coming from. And so, I get all, I do a lot of work on myself uh, in terms of building empathy because I think that's one of the biggest uh, ways that I can connect with others, but also to learn. So it's—I um, I don't know if this is really answering our, <laughs> our question about going in, and 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 going against the status quo. But I guess um, perhaps it does if I go deeper and I think I want to leave this world a better place. Mm -hmm. So, what can I, what are the kind of traits, characteristics that I find valuable to do that? And part of it is health, being a health and safety professional is leaning into my values around justice and, and, and respect and, and, and dignity, because you need those. They're foundational to even thinking about um, providing a safe and healthy uh, workplace where people flourish. But um, yeah, perhaps it's a bit about, and, and I hope this is actually comes back to our, uh, the point that I, when I did my soul searching for this podcast, I was like, what is the message I would want to give to other women? And it would be to really find that unique piece about you. What makes you different? What makes you, gives you um, where you can see your value? And so perhaps it all kind of comes back to challenging the status quo is I am in touch with where I have value. I am in touch that I can, uh, of the ways that I can make this world a better place. I've kind of done a lot of work on my mission, my why, and wherever that takes me, you know, however that looks I can find that I can come back to something Stephen Covey's book of the seven habits of highly effective people mm-hmm. was just uh eye-opening for me and I continue to see this in a lot of my girlfriends and and other people but if we're t- women here um people latch on to other things to find meaning and purpose in their life other than finding what makes them um where they internally, with Stephen said, begin with the end in mind, right, mm-hmm. what kind of workplace to, how do I want to leave this world, and I think we, it's really important that we get in touch with what that looks like for us in, individually, and not latch on to what religion, marriage, children, whatever, the, it's what is inside us, because all that can go away, and then we're left fairly empty.
0: Yeah, um, and I, oh yeah, I resonate with that so deeply, and I, How I've heard that response in connection to the question around where does that will come from, it sounds to me is because you've had the end in mind, because you're deeply empathetic, that empathy allows you to connect with yourself at a much greater and deeper level, but also the ability to see the world through the Mm. eyes of others. And when you Mm. can see the world through the eyes of others, you can understand their pain, their challenges how they see their opportunities and your ability to then connect to with what your joy and your passion and your why is around creating a healthier, more sustainable, a healthy, safe environment can mean that you can add value to that. And that's yeah, maybe that's that's something that's Mm. always been within there. And I think you know family dynamics often are our sort of learning ground to sort of understand who we are and what we're about because That's our opportunity to learn initially is through our environment at home to then see what does that mean and then make sense out of that and translate that into the world around us outside of our home and family life.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like I'm watching my sister right now do a massive amount of personal growth. I remember we used to have very like not superficial conversations, but they were never that deep. And it's we're seven years apart. That mm-hmm. creates like this other dynamic. Right. But she's doing this real great work that I've been do- to doing over the years to have to express more about what she's seeing and how she's feeling and how she interprets things. And I tell you, in this world that we're seeing right now with COVID, we're like feel like the world is seeing what the states have really gone through in terms of this polarization with Trump, you know, we are going to see this. We are seeing this with COVID, right? And, you know, are you vaccinated? Are you not? We've got to listen. Who's doing the wrong thing? We've got to, and I'm very in touch, like, we've got to get, you know, what's better for the greater good, you know, but I've got to be able to listen to these other perspectives to understand where people are coming from. And I just think it's, it's a very, um, we do learn a lot from our family dynamics and we didn't talk a lot about feelings in my family. Like we just got on with things. And I see this now in my husband's family too. There wasn't, I don't think a lot of talk about how to, to when people are not liking something that someone else is doing, we're not talking about that. We've done a lot of work in our immediate family around that. Oh. because it's so helpful you need to know that in the workplace so if there's any women out there with children I like my sister has two kids i don't have any children but i've watched her grow this is beautifully now as a a much more empathetic um understanding mother too Mm. but also a mother who can who's starting to learn what skills and characteristics she wants to teach her children yeah and i think that's that that's really important because i don't know about you i've kind of thought what did I learn from my mom and dad? What did they teach me? And there are some times where I'm like, I don't know how I got this sort of um, some of my kind of traits of uh, looking after the underdog. I do that a lot. I think mm-hmm. it's really important that like parents can bring up like, I really want these particular qualities They're, my kids are going to do what they want in life. But if they can stick to these things that I think that have taught me, um, you know, how to ideally for me, how to make this place, uh, this world a better place, you Absolutely. know, and how to treat people with respect, then I think those are just some things that you need, to, you know, when you need to focus on something to actually have it come through in your behavior, in, in your actions, walk in the talk,
0: you need to understand what you're trying to do to, to, to then demonstrate. I think that's critical. When I, when I hear what you're saying there, one about how families previously, and I, I empathize as well in terms of talking about emotions yeah, I think maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it was just again specific to my family too. We certainly didn't talk about feelings and emotions, and and saying "I love you" and and hugging mm. each other wasn't really mm-hmm. a big thing. And it's only really, uh, it's only really progressed that way over probably the last ten years or so. But even yeah. in my wider family, I've mentioned through my podcast earlier this year, I've lost two family members. Uh, dying uh, to suicide and I look at that it's and it's it's symptomatic of the fact that we we haven't created a safe environment for people to really Mm -hmm. openly share what their lens of the world is I love that and to not challenge their perspective of the world but deeply seek to listen, to understand, to empathize, to hear them, to see them. And I think certainly as uh, workplaces evolve, and I think to your point, COVID has created an interesting dynamic and i know the states as you mentioned with uh trump created this huge divide of you know are you a trump supporter yeah. or uh, against him what does that what say does about that mean? you yeah. yeah what does that say about you what does that mean mm. about your ethics your compass yeah. and how much yeah how connected you are to the world mm. and we've definitely got the same here and i'm seeing that in australia with vaccine mm-hmm. uh, you know, those that are vaccinated celebrating that versus yeah. anti-vaxxers. And then those in between that aren't necessarily mm. anti-vaxxers, but perhaps have chosen not to take the vaccine for whatever personal reason is yeah. appropriate for them. But this um approach where people are polarizing others and saying, Well, you're you're an idiot for not taking Shame. the vaccine, or you're sh- mm. yeah, sh- exactly that shaming of others yeah. for their thinking or. You know, labeling them as conspiracy theorists, or Mm -hmm. labeling them the other way around to go, okay, well, you're just compliant, and you know, you're just cheap. You know, so there's, so there's shaming on both sides happening, and we are not going to see how badly this this conversation is actually having on the safety in Mm. our workplaces, in our in our communities, to be able to expressly share an opinion. Yeah. and a a viewpoint that may be different. And I think people are confusing having healthy debates with conflict. And I'm like, we need to learn how to have (laughs) healthy debates and dialogue where we do share differences of opinion and we're not mandating how someone should be thinking and feeling.
1: Yes, so
0: true. Yeah, and and you must see that a lot in your work that you're doing today. So take me through how... How have you arrived at the work you do today? And tell us a little bit more about that. Mm,
1: How have I arrived at the work I do today? So I teach board members uh, how to be better leaders of culture, systems change and well-being, health and safety issues. And I think um, the purpose really of me kind of focusing on this audience is that I think there's a lot of, um, misunderstanding around the um, influence boards can have on outcomes in, of, of well-being, health and safety. So we have a lot of issues in, in our society around health and well-being and a lot of misconceptions around how safety is achieved in organizations. So I'm trying to educate and then understand how you can influence that and make and build a legacy that you can be, be proud of. I guess that's a lot of what I'm constantly thinking, how can we leave this world in a better place? And that's probably one of the um, key aspects of where I've why I've developed what I I have because I think there's this disconnect in understanding our influence in our governance decisions and the outcomes that happen in, a, in an organization, and I think if you can lean more into and understand more about your influence, and that is about being curious about your assumptions and beliefs of things, going back to our point of um, what we assume is true and um, uh, fact Mm. is not necessarily someone else's facts. And we have to be curious and empathetic to listen with that, uh, to to hear what other people are saying. And, And that is a lot around, you know, when I'm teaching board members about what happens when there's an incident, for instance, got you, you want to get to the point where you understand you would have made the same decision as that person that's where you get to the point that I understand why you think that way that like, that is really hard work to yes. really get to that depth yes. it's also you know there's these characteristics uh, or like factors around how much time do you give to all that but, but that's another thing in, in um, kind of like environmental perspectives of what happens in the boardroom but the, the key is that as people like as individuals it's hard work to get deep enough to understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. I was saying this to my sister as well when we were talking about having one of our deeper conversations which is so great after so many years it's, it's really great um she was talking about this polarization too in mm-hmm. in canada around vaccinations and she was we both came to the well i was saying i want to be in The friends I choose in my life, too, are always going to show people with show respect for other people. I think that's really paramount for me in the relationships I build and probably what I want to teach others as well is that. To, is that if we keep an open mind and we try to understand people's perspectives, that's a level of giving someone respect and, and, and dignity that they have a, an opinion. Mm. Um, and it's growth for us. It's challenging for us and we learn and we get inspired by different things and we grow as people if we can understand people's different perspectives. So I guess it's a bit about where I'm where I am now is building that helping people build a positive legacy, understanding, what's happening in the workplace from the kind of decisions they're making over here and um, yeah they, I mean being curious understanding that what what health and well-being and and safety actually really does look like from a board perspective yeah yeah
0: I think that's powerful because whilst boards to some degree have a, a role that's a, a, a openly obviously about trying to support the business that there's some level of disconnection because they're not the the operational executive uh, group you know they're not the executive leaders of of an organization and therefore the the level of day-to-day involvement that they have in the management is is very limited so they have their their board insights their reviews their packs They have to ask questions from a place of an overseer. And I think to your point is if if we can educate boards around the fact that people are creatures that can be predictable by nature, but only if you understand that person's nature, Mm -hmm. only if you understand what was their, their view of their world, what was their messaging, what was the yeah, environment conditions. that they're expo- yeah. conditioning yeah. so that you can then go, okay, if a creature of habit has created this outcome, did I seek enough to understand where those habits and those patterns were imprinted from yeah and you can only do that to your point is if you're willing to deeply empathize and I think people confuse empathy with something that's quite surface level of oh yeah I'm going to give you some time to listen and and I'll listen to you and you know and they confuse empathy with sympathy sometimes yes oh yes yes as as opposed to deep empathy to your point is creating space for someone who may share a completely different view mm-hmm. to you and seeking to stand in their shoes and say ah with the information that you have with the insights that you have you know connected the dots yeah. to that actually yeah. in your shoes with your insights and your understanding yeah. I would have probably made that same choice in that decision so ah oh, I see it I get it now and I remember once doing this um an empathy exercise where i was doing a seth godin's old mba it was like a five week intensive program absolutely loved it and one of the one of the workshops there was all about empathy and really putting yourself in the shoes of another and i chose to do a little exercise where i had to empathize with being a smoker and now i'm vehemently against smoking i cannot cannot yeah get my head around the idea of ever being someone that smoked like I've never smoked a cigarette never understood what that would taste like or the experience and I short of actually trying a cigarette I put myself in the mindset and body of a smoker and I wrote a small article that just said here's why I smoke here's what I feel here's the moment that when I'm taking taking a drag that I get this this feeling of calm come over my body and suddenly the world's okay. And I, it creates space for me. It creates this understanding of my world. And I just have this moment of relief. And then once I've had that moment of relief, I have to go back and face the challenges of my day. And I'm looking for my next break when I can come back and have that moment of peace. And ever since I've done that exercise, whilst I still do not Mm -hmm. want to ever be a smoker and I, I I don't agree with smoking Mm -hmm. I understand and for the first time I can I can observe a smoker and not judge them in the same way because I'm going I get it must be giving you something I get that it's giving you some relief in some way from something and this is your moment of calm when you're sitting there or standing and having a moment for you and it was a powerful exercise and I just think it allows you to be with someone in a very different way if you can if you can put yourself in an environment that is so against what what you would otherwise do. And I think if boards have the ability to put themselves in the shoes of the executive directors of the organization. That
1: too, not just frontline.
0: Exactly. Exactly. How they're running the business, what people underneath them are doing and how they're operating and the ability to ask the intelligent questions, that curiosity, Mm -hmm. that, that sense of, like you said, dignity and appropriateness to say, okay, let's not make people wrong for their journey, Mm -hmm. let's seek to understand and Mm -hmm. then create a legacy that supports them to make better decisions, create better outcomes. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, it inspired me and summed up everything that I do. (laughs) That's
1: so brilliant. What a great exercise you did. Wow, you make me think about an exercise I need to do in my program. (laughs) It's
0: it's a great one. Yeah, it's a really powerful Mm -hmm. exercise. So if you were to think Mm -hmm. about then the legacy that. You want to leave both professionally and personally what would that be mm.
1: i mean definitely we've talked about curiosity mm. where i think please stay curious be a life like it's, i don't want to kind of um use the tagline of lifelong learner but it is something to keep in mind as to what curiosity is continue to learn it helps you grow um it helps when you're curious it leads to being more empathetic as we've just said which we need so much more in our leaders of this country of this world um, and i think yeah i had wrote down a couple of things i wanted to make sure that i talked said to your to your mm-hmm. audience but um speak honestly mm-hmm. you know for, and and that will come back to knowing your worth knowing your value get in touch with that why and then, yeah, speak your truth. Ask for what you want, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, if you if you speak, on, I mean, that's I, I get a lot of my friends will say, you know, what you get with Sam. I, I, you know, there's there's a piece of that that, yeah, about me. How do I sometimes say what I speak honestly about things as best I can, as best I as I I. I you know, I know that conditions of work will make us a bit more apprehensive, conditions of life, of t- to speak sometimes what's on your mind and your truth, but it's never as bad as you think when mm-hmm. you say it. So, you know, people are um, very afraid a lot of the times to kind of be outspoken or say something that's maybe not uh, that we think is the norm, but it's the more you do it, the more comfortable you get and the more in touch you get with wh- who you are and and so that it does come a lot down to probably finding your your worth and your uniqueness in order to speak your your truth because you're more comfortable in Mm. you I don't necessarily need someone to tell me that I'm uh that that was good or bad I'm okay with the fact that I can make bad decisions and that's another thing coming back to shame too I love how Brené Brown says you know um shame is is thinking that you're a bad person guilt is i made a bad decision and that's okay but yeah. but don't let shame creep in to tell you that you're a bad person no but we made a bad decision and that'll happen
0: yeah i love that cuz a lot of the the women that i work with have a couple of challenges mm-hmm. one is saying no mm-hmm. so creating boundaries yeah. that oh. protect their energy and their space so these are you know highly successful working moms doing big jobs lots of lots of pressure to perform but also to be a mom to have the time for the, for the family to have family yes. life for home time for home and you know this this sense of fatigue that comes with that because I'm saying yes I'm, I'm I'm unable to keep my boundaries because there's expectations mm-hmm. of who I should be and then I'm giving myself at home to to my children and my family and then I don't get time for me I don't get time for Mm -hmm. my needs and there is that sense of shame of going well if I'm I'm not there for my children I'm a bad mom or if Mm -hmm. I don't deliver successfully at work then I'm a bad you know employee and it's what I like about what you've said is in order to be able to speak your truth, which I link it to ask for what you want and what you need and state what you, you can do and what you can't do with confidence. Yeah, You're saying, understand your worth, understand your, your uniqueness, what makes, what makes you you and what makes you special and therefore what can you bring to the work? And when you understand and value yourself and know that value, then your ability to articulate what, you need and ask becomes a lot easier
1: yes yeah definitely becomes a lot easier and you could probably set boundaries a lot easier too because I appreciate that it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person that I've said as you said that I'm not spending that time with my kids there's something I have that's again coming back to Stephen Covey's thing of begin with the end in mind your children of course are important but where when all of that kind of goes away at some point you know they, they leave the nest and all that where are you yeah. You know, what do I actually want from this earth, my time on this earth, and what, what kind of impact do I want to make, um, and not tying that stuff, he just has this great table, anybody should be doing the, yes. that work on, he helps with the why, and really it's about uh, it's a values exercise, Fantastic. but um, it's, it's, it's brilliant. But yeah, I thank you for summing that up perfectly because it really is about finding your uniqueness and your value. It helps in so many ways.
0: Yeah. And what would you say has been the most challenging thing that you've experienced through this journey of personal growth and self-development and in getting to know your truth and then speaking it, what's, what's been the hardest part of that journey for you?
1: You know... It comes down to, um, or one of the examples I give is what we're experiencing in our family too. It's about, um, and and what I've uh, gleaned over time. When, for instance, my husband might say to me, "Sam, you were you were quite rude with that conversation that we had," and I'm like, "No, I was just speaking my truth." Now, there's, <laughs> I speak honestly. My friends appreciate that. He's like, "No, but you've got to appreciate where." where that may be coming off in a, in a perspective that might be hurtful. or something. Mm. And I thought to myself, why does, and that really hurts me when he says that. Mm. Then I thought, this is the difference between guilt and shame. I have to be comfortable enough to say, sorry, if I said that in a way that might've hurt you actually. Um, but I'm not a bad person. I, I had to look deep, Glenn, to see Why am I offended by that? And I've done a bit of talking with my mother-in-law about this too. Why are you so offended by what that person said about you? Mm -hmm. Because we take it as a personal assault on our character. And that's where we come into shame. Part of that, you know, this is thinking that I'm a bad person. Then there's this other angle of, you know, I'm I'm okay that people might not feel the same way as me, or they're not going to like my decisions. I believe a lot, and I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to judge people. It comes a lot into my character of trying to listen to where they're coming from, but um, that's been uh, a work of mine to see. It's easy to kind of say, "Well, I don't need you in my life because you're judging my decisions." A harder conversation is to say is to actually ask, "Well, how have I might have?" hurt you or how why are you judging that like learning from that that's that's hard work and so that is a struggle figuring out firstly why I was offended by something because I believe in this any pain or feelings I have are about me it's not about what someone else has said and so when I get in touch with that I can let anything sort of Anybody can say anything to me if I'm in touch with what means right my my value my worth, yes. but also understanding how I'm coming across to others. It's it's about self reflection. Yeah, that's work.
0: It is work. work, and it links back to the whole empathy piece, right? Because mm-hmm. yes. you can only empathize with someone if you're willing to get out of your own way. Yes. Yes. And the the getting out of your own way does require you staying connected to yourself and not losing yourself yep. in someone else's message or words mm-hmm. and making it mean something different about you and I and I one of the things I loved about when we first connected we both mm-hmm. got this alignment to our heart in our mm-hmm. in our message all about leading with heart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love that because what you talk to is, is exactly that right that if you stay connected to your heart if you stay connected to your truth which your heart knows you're not a bad person your heart mm-hmm. knows your intentions are pure your heart knows difference you're seeking to make in the world and keeping you in integrity to that Mm. but how that message is received by others is dependent on whether or not they're connected to their hearts Mm -hmm. and when people aren't connected to their hearts there is this you're in your head and therefore you make meaning out of what Mm -hmm. someone said and then you go oh that meaning doesn't support me and it's Mm -hmm. that's not very nice and i'm offended But actually, if you stayed in your heart, Mm -hmm. to your point, because you're so connected to who you are, what others say doesn't have the same impact because you know your truth. You know what you stand for. Mm -hmm. And you can sit or stand and listen with more objectivity to go, okay, did my communication style not land effectively? So, okay, what is it about what I did Mm -hmm. that didn't? express my heart in the way that their heart also would have heard it right yeah instead that actually it's the message has gone to their head rather than their heart and their heads made all of this weird meaning out of it yeah how can i connect our hearts yeah by allowing that openness and that space for us to sit with really listening and seeing each other Yeah. yeah It's a struggle,
1: right? Know yourself and then know how that, yeah, I can best relate to to, to others too, because I I do make an impact from what I say. Um, gosh, there's another saying I forget that it's uh your your um how you say things is not necessarily how people will perceive it, and you need to own that too, but not to the point that I need to make you comfortable with everything I'm saying because I'm okay with myself and what I believe in my truth as you said my heart Um, but yeah I do need to take responsibility though to have I feel we do to take a conversation to have that conversation around how I might have hurt someone but you know judging that's another thing i don't care to be judged but i can't that's because i care to be you know let's open the conversation up
0: yes and it's back to your first message around beginning with the end in mind right so if you've got all of it always that as your anchor you then come back to ego aside heart aside (laughs) and uh, that opportunity to go okay if that ego is just getting um And I heard this acronym for it, which I just loved, was ego extinguishes great opportunities. Um, oh so true yeah and I just thought yeah it does your (sighs) ego extinguishes the opportunities to get to know other people it it extinguishes the opportunity to access the greatness that you have within yes and if we anchor to our egos and and stay in our head rather than drop to our heart then our ability to hear and see others is is definitely compromised and that empathy that you talked about is Is lost, but it is it is the work. It is the
1: work. It is hard work, and you know, ego is not just about me wanting to be great. I've realized a lot of time ego is about my insecurities. Mm -hmm. You know, attack like I feel like an idiot. You know, I don't want to feel like an idiot, so I'm going to do this. You know, because we do stuff out of fear and and fight or flight sort of stuff. But yeah, I just I always think that people should really recognize ego doesn't necessarily mean you're trying to be the, the, the best person here. It's really just trying to manage my feelings of whatever that might be
0: yes oh my god oh my god I could sit here and talk I know all right. like there is there is so, so much richness in this conversation and I'm just Joyousness. like oh my god like I want to know more like <laughs> there's all of these there's all of these different avenues that I, I want to explore yeah. there's god there's so much but if I was to ask you for five bits of guidance and i'm going to say 5 because i know there'll be lots of goodness in in your in your share to help people create a safe environment for themselves within and for those that they work within their environment at work and at home what would you what would you say and how would you direct them
1: like it comes back to listening with curiosity speak with honesty Mm. Um, and find get in touch with what makes you you find your why for you to move through life professionally and personally do some soul searching there Mm. to, to, to figure out what really drives you and I think that's what a lot of uh you do some great work around this with your guests what really drives you where you find your purpose because it's 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 even more than just finding your professional path it's about staying in alignment with you in life in the conversations you have with family friends Mm. um interviews work interviews professional uh, your professional career too like it's yeah so
0: Find your why,
1: your purpose. And live into, you know, find what makes you unique. I love that. I don't know. That's not really five, but I guess. No, I think I I, I captured. So I
0: captured, listen with curiosity, speak with honesty, find your why, stay in alignment, and find what makes you unique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I like that because when I think about safety, safety, you know, in the traditional sense, people think, oh God, it's all about physical safety, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it's so much more, it's your emotional Mm -hmm. and mental safety. It's your, your own sense of belonging to yourself, Mm -hmm. your own sense of belonging to the environment that you're in, whether that's home or work. Mm -hmm. And I think when I, when I, when I reflect on those Those things that you have to like listening with curiosity to yourself, Mm -hmm. and listening to what your heart is guiding you to, and then understanding that to say, okay, am I living clearly with that understanding? Am I speaking with honesty about what I want? Am I asking? Asking
1: for what I want. Yeah, I love that. And
0: I had a friend once say to me, "Always ask for a hundred percent of what you want, because if you don't ask for a hundred percent of what you want." then you never know what you could have got. If you only asked for 50, you might only get 25. So you have to ask for 100% of what you want. So- Oh my gosh, but, that's
1: what women do. Like, yeah. so yes, that's a good one. I have a friend right now going for a job and she's like, but I can't meet all of the criteria. I'm like, you're not supposed I to. Do. Like, that's what that the employer's job is to see that you don't meet exactly all of this but I need you to grow in the role or, know it, or why are people going to stay to our point before about uh, our earlier conversation
0: yes absolutely and it is it's true because we have this view as women that we can't ask for what we want because mm-hmm. how dare we that we mm-hmm. need to show we need to show our value to others first before they give us what we want whereas yeah. I'm in the campus flip the script mm-hmm. show your mm-hmm. value to you first mm-hmm. ask for what you want in the first place and then let them see how they bring what they promised to the party to mm-hmm. this two way relationship right oh that's great yeah. like when
1: i went and asked that boss for that job yeah. um you know he's like i love your tenacity Sam like you know that's, tell ask for what you want absolutely and, yeah. and think of you are right what 100% go in with um don't Devalue yourself. And that just comes full circle back to I deserve this. Yeah. Why not? Oh gosh, I'm watching Miss Under, Miss Under, Unrepresented, Misrepresented right now on the ABC. And any woman should be watching that to women in politics, uh, Australian politics. And it is inspiring, but also to know the path that women have gone on and the frame, the systems and structures that men have created around us that really kind of limit um, what these women are, have achieved a lot but you can see the structures that have been created around them that have limited their perspective or for many women have limited our perspective of what we're supposed to or are, are able to ask for All what right. we should be able to um what yeah. you should accept that's good enough isn't it we
0: have yeah. giving you that so yeah be grateful be grateful yes (laughs) you know I love how that's used against us at times be grateful like what a great opportunity you would never have had this before because we've been so bad in the past you should be thankful for the little bit of crumbs that we're giving you now (laughs) ask 100%
1: go for 100%
0: absolutely yeah and I love that and the alignment to yourself because I think that is so necessary when you understand your why understanding your why is the hardest part but then sticking to your why and staying aligned to that and staying Mm -hmm. connected to that is Mm -hmm. so 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 necessary because when you don't the disconnect from your why becomes more and more um soul destroying because you can see your why and then if you're moving in an environment that doesn't support that and it keeps taking you away from that and that lack of alignment You'll feel a lot
1: more shame there too. Definitely, you know, because you're not. You'll think you're a bad person. You're not in line with your character. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then that uniqueness because there is. And and I was recording a podcast about uh, why your story matters, and part of what I share in that one is just about yeah, what makes you you, your uniqueness. Because one of the things I found over life is that. I learn best through understanding someone's journey, through their wisdom, through the hard-won lessons that they've got, through the mistakes they've made, but Mm -hmm. have shared openly and honestly so that I can then make better decisions and choices through my experience and then also share my mistakes and challenges along the way of which there've been many. And I think it it is so important to find your uniqueness and go, well, my story is going to be, no matter how how much I might feel like I'm not good enough or that I don't have the smarts or I don't have the skills in a particular thing actually what I have is something unique and it's for me to share that uniqueness because my journey in itself has equipped Mm -hmm. me with many skills that are unrepresented in an environment that could bring immense value so
1: hence the reason for diversity like yes. get better more fruitful conversations we learn more I haven't been through everything so I need to understand what are the various perspectives and challenges and lifelong lessons that other people have
0: learned for me to make oh. better decisions yeah for sure um, for sure for sure so it. Sam how do people find you so if they want to connect with your work and especially the work that you're doing with boards to help them educate on leading with heart creating a safe, healthy, well environment for, for their organization. So how do they connect with you?
1: Probably best is um, on LinkedIn too. So I'm at Samantha McGulrick. Um, that's, uh, I guess, my tag. Is that what it's, uh, it's called? So that's, um, you know, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A and McGulrick is M-C-G-O-L-R-I-C-K. And my website, which is at samanthamcgulrick.com fantastic oh that's wonderful welcome anybody over there yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely love to connect with some of the people in your audience like feel free get in touch
0: oh I would highly encourage that one also because you've got this great scorecard on your website I remember doing when we first connected just about helping you understand what kind of leader you are and what you can get to do to help you understand the way you see the world and bring your Mm. strengths to the table so I loved that so definitely highly recommend visiting Samantha's website connect with her on LinkedIn say hi let her know what you thought about this interview certainly for me I have got so much from this like this is food for my soul good good (laughs) yeah me too and what you're doing
1: is amazing for women I, we we need more people like you kind of promoting the voice and the the unstoppability of women
0: and we should be unstoppable we've all yes. got some value to bring yes. in understanding ourselves and then sharing that with the world and I thank you today Sam for being such a beautiful heartfelt open guest and sharing sharing with me your journey and I can't, I'll have to have you back on here again because I feel like there's so much more we could do it <laughs> Thanks, that i can Lynn. talk about so that'd be amazing
1: yeah that would be great for me too happy to share i've learned so much in, in this episode too you gleam uh nuggets there very easy uh, very well like you can really summarize things you do that's that's certainly a strength good on you oh
0: thanks sam i really appreciate it and thank you so much and i'll look forward to catching up with you very very soon Me too thanks take care thanks so much for listening to the unstoppable woman podcast The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be unstoppable.